Hey gang. Welcome to Their Perspective, the podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine. And I am your host, Janae. Check us out each and every Wednesday as we provide you all with new episodes. Listen, we are locked and loaded with opinions, suggestions, experiences. You do not want to miss this. Because at this point, you're just being utterly ridiculous. Big J. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Because you're making a lot of noise and we're recording. Oh, we're recording? Yeah. Hey, gang. <laughs> utterly ridiculous. I'm trying to drink water. My throat is thirsty. Something is always going on with you. Yeah. Always a crisis. Yeah. In other news, how are you feeling? Mentally. Stressed out. (laughs) You want to tell the people why you're so stressed out? Because I got to fly Sunday? Me no like flying. (laughs) I don't like it. But you're going to be just fine. I believe that. I still don't like it. I can get you some sleeping pills or something. I want to be awake. Why do you want to be awake? Because I want to see. What you want to see? I want to see and I want to hear. And I would, I just want, I need to know. Okay. I need to see and know. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. These eyes ain't big for no reason. Like, I just got to be, got to see. Okay. But you're going to be fine. Yeah, after the flight. Until then. The flight to Vegas, though, isn't. <laughs> Stop being weird, please. <laughs> The flight to Vegas is not that bad, though. Seriously, it's not. Four hours? It's not bad. Now, the flight to Colorado or to Denver? How long is that? It's about the same, if not a little bit more. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to die. Well, what's the difference? You know, I cannot sit still for a long period of time. I wanted to get up so bad. I wanted to stretch my legs. Well, what's the difference between that and the flight to Vegas? Well, I guess the flight the flight to Vegas was just super lit because Vegas is a party city, so. There was a party on the plane? Yeah. Well, that's different. Versus going to Colorado. Like, everybody was watching movies. People couldn't sit still, getting up, going to the bathroom, babies crying. That'd be me. Just a whole bunch of stuff going Back on. Back and forth to the bathroom. And I cannot stand the airplane bathroom. Bathroom, yeah. But I just, I, yeah. It was I an interesting flight, to say the least. But you'll be fine. I can't wait to hear all about this. What time do you leave uh, Sunday? I forgot. I think 2. 2 or 2.30. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Y'all flying Delta? That's what the ticket is, yeah. The ticket's mm-hmm. for 2. It's either 2 or 2.30. One of those. Okay. Um, so, we'll see. Ooh, child. Right. I'm telling you. But that's where I am mentally. Where are you? Um, I feel better. I know the the last couple of weeks, you and I, we've been talking and I was just, you know, telling you that I haven't been feeling like myself, but I think going away this weekend really gave me, um, some time just to regroup. And Mm -hmm. then my sister, she was here this past week. So just hanging out with her and stuff like that. Yeah. We had a great time. That's really good. Yeah. So I kind of feel like myself again. Um, so let's just see how the rest of the week plays out. Yeah. I will. If not, you know, what I'm going to do, cry and get it back together and keep it moving. I'll be right with you. Keep it moving. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. 
anything going on in social media world for you? Uh, social media? Nah, really? I can't even think of anything that just stands out to me different on social media. Everything's pretty much... Mm-hmm. I mean, Roe versus Wade is... It's, I, I don't want to say it's dying down, but people are kind of on to other things. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how the world is. Yeah. Um... Kale from Ken and Kale. Mm-hmm. Listen, I just learned. You know, I like to watch the blogs and stuff. Yeah. So I just heard that Nick Cannon and Kale, I guess, had a thing. I saw something come across my timeline on TikTok about that too. I meant to send it to you. I didn't even divert, like, I didn't even get into it. The blogger started talking, and yeah. I was just like, okay, I gotta go. But when I get back home, yeah, so that's, you know, those were, like, some really, like, popular, yeah. like, stars, like, right. in the 90s, early two. like, they were just. Don't pollute my childhood with that mess, you know? That's how I feel about it. Oh, they, one thing about TikTok. Not even TikTok, Instagram. They yeah. they gonna ruin it. They gonna dive into whatever. All your childhood stars, right. your TV shows, songs. Mm-hmm. Oh, they 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 gonna ruin it. So yeah. other than that, I mean, I can't think of anything that just stood out to me on social media mm-hmm. recently. Okay, same old, same old. Well, of course, you know, I'm gonna keep us into the loop because I know you live under a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick Star. <laughs> but um. First and foremost, I want to say rest in peace to Emmett Till. Mm. After 67 years, they found arrest warrants of the lady, Carolyn Bryant, who's responsible for his gruesome death. Let's just take a moment to let that digest. They're just now arresting her? That's debatable if they're going to arrest her or not. Even though we've been knowing this whole time right. that she lied? Exactly. We've been knowing this for how long? Excuse me, y'all. R.I.P. to Jalen Walker. Walker was killed in a burst of gunfire early last Monday following a vehicle pursuit and foot chase that started when officers tried to stop him for traffic and equipment violations. Walker fled the stop and the officers gave chase. So they shot him over 60 times. A black young man. He was 25 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Yeah. Um... The deadly 4th of July, at least six people died and 24 were wounded in a shooting at a July 4th parade in Chicago, suburb of Highland Park, and officers were searching for a suspect who was likely um, to fire on the festivities from a rooftop. Um, so Robert Bobby E. Cremel third, he was 22 years old, he has been ID'd as the pers- person of interest in the deadly shooting. Who doing that on the 4th of July, like? In Chicago. Well, Chicago. He was like Mexican or white or something like that. Mm. But needless to say, here you are. You have him who shot up people and killed people versus Jalen Walker. Yeah, you know how that goes. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. Mm. And last but not least, Roe versus Wade. Today, let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. A 10-year-old girl who was denied an abortion in Ohio after the Supreme Court ruled last week that it was overturning Roe versus Wade. A child abuse doctor in Ohio contacted Dr. Caitlin Bernard, a gynecologist in India, Indiana. 
receiving a 10 year old patient who was six weeks and three days pregnant the patient is now heading west to indiana given that an abortion ban in ohio which prohibits the medical procedure when fetal cardiac activity begins around six weeks had become effective immediately after the high court issued its decision how did baby get pregnant she was um, abused by a family member and they denied the mm-hmm. abortion and this is why it's so important to stay vigilant as to what is going on because stuff like this, this is the main reason why we still needed Roe versus Wade. The main reason. And like I was saying last week on, on last week's episode that I deal with these type of clients, victims. That's disgusting. So now you're walking around with this. So that's more traumatizing to that child at 10 years old. Not only were you molested by a family member, but now you can't get rid of this baby that's growing inside well, of you. You got to go somewhere else to get that aborted. Like I thought that was an exception, though. No. For no, assault ma'am. victims. No, ma'am. Or people that... No, ma'am. For health reasons. So no, even if mm-hmm. the baby's going to kill you, 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 you gotta just have it. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all, we, we really got to find some way to... really get into these politicians ears like make sure you're recognizing who you're putting in these positions because ultimately they're going to have the last say so as to your rights whether that be you know comes down to your body or things that you do every day it's so important to to know and to be to be heard so yeah that's everything that's new oh how could I forget? Yeah, how did you forget? Shout out to Gloria, Big Glow. Okay. Because I'm F-R-E-E, nigga free. Well, anyway, she got signed to CMG. Oh, okay. Yeah, today. So I'm excited about who that. Who is that? The girl who sings the song. Oh, the, the FNF song? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, Gloria. <laughs> <laughs> Gloria. Big Glow. Go on, Gloria. But yeah, that I think that's pretty dope. Um, you know how some people they come out and they have like a one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. But her actually went through and listened to all of her previous work records and even some current records that she has, and she's really so that's what good. she do. Yeah, she okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty sad that she signed with CMG because if Dolph was here, you know, she would definitely sign with him. But mm-hmm. CMG, I guess. But nevertheless, all right, Gloria, she's on her way. So that's dope. Okay, good. Yeah. I didn't know that was a real song. I know. Had no idea. I know you didn't. TikTok sick. You know, they just take everything and just make Scribble it seem. together. Yeah, so. Yeah. And I don't be doing enough research. I mean, I don't care to go dig, so. Well, if it's one thing about me, I'm going <laughs> to dig. I'm going to go dig. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, all right. That's news. Yeah. Well. I guess we have no other choice but to get straight to it. Um, as you guys may already know, um, Janine and I... I was just trying to add some dramatics because it was... Okay, no ma'am. It was building. Okay, we'll do it. At the you gotta go ahead. As you guys may already know, Janae and I... 
come yeah, up with topics long. each and every week and we write it in the notes. All right, you got My hands got tired. And right before we record the podcast, we just choose from the list of topics that we're going to talk about. But today we didn't do that because she put all the pressure <laughs> oh on me. Oh my God, why is this my fault? Because it is your fault. Again. <laughs> she put all the pressure on me to come up with a topic. So, yeah. I think I'm going to go with something. Something about nature. It is the sweetest sweetest <laughs> Shout out to Tony D. Braxton. I know. seriously i know majority of our podcast topics are talking about relationships and men and women yada 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 you know what the world is talking about today but i want to you know switch it up switch it up change the direction and i think i want to talk about spirituality all right okay what can i talk we're gonna go spirituality <laughs> okay, I gotta cut that out. Okay, we're gonna talk about spirituality versus religion. Okay, so this is profound. I'm a Christian. Okay, you're a Christian. Okay, some I mean, of our some of our listeners are Christian. Yeah, some of our listeners are not Christians. We don't have any adverse persons of. But again, this is coming from our perspective. I mean, a lot of the material that we've covered is only from our perspective. We don't yeah, have guests, no, so <laughs> it would be great to have an averse person. But okay, let's I just get it. We gotta roll with what we got, you know. All right, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, stop being weird. Please. Listen, okay, y'all, listen. Anybody who has allergies, which I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all do, especially if you over here. My ears and my throat is just itching and I can't scratch. So I'm like moving my mouth and my jaw around all around. I'm rubbing the outside of my face and I just, and if you hear me sniffling, that's all it is. It's just my allergies being weird. I was outside this evening messing around with Big Jazz. First of all, we had a good workout. And now my allergies are just. We had a bomb workout and. Yeah, I can't move my legs. I don't need them. I need my list. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. Seriously, let's get to it. Spirituality versus religion. You're a Christian. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. What does spirituality mean to you? Uh, spirituality to me is connection with the supernatural. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, if I had to break down spirituality, I would say my individual beliefs about a higher being or any entity. Any, I cannot talk. Entity. I got you. Thank any you. Any entity. <laughs> um, outside of, um, I guess, God or whoever I, I choose to worship. Okay. 
versus religion. Religion is something that you're taught. Religion is something that, again, that you're taught, that you've grown up with, and that's all that you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what you choose to live by each and every day. Well, it's not really what you choose to live by, but it's something that I wouldn't... Force is not a good word either. Um, but something that's been instilled in you, and you mm-hmm. carry that on. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um... So how do you identify? Would you say you're more spiritual or you're more religious? Um, I think it depends on what I I think it depends on what I'm talking about or what I'm dealing with or what I'm doing or you know. Mm-hmm. Just exactly what it is. Um I wouldn't say I'm a religious person, but I am religious about some things. Right. Um I agree with you and that religion is pretty much that that's kind of been instilled in you and and just those things that you just kind of just do because that's just what you do. I think that, um, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a negative thing depending on what it is, but, um, I would say to make it more simple, I would say 80% spiritual, 20% religious. Okay. As a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Just to keep it a book. So, I was 20 when I finally got baptized. Okay. Um, My parents, they told me, well, pretty much my mom, she told me, like, that's your decision, whether or not you want to get baptized. Right. I'm not going to, you know, force that on you and stuff. So, of course, all the way up until I was 20, like, I knew there was a God, but... Mm-hmm. I couldn't really identify or explain as mm-hmm. to what extent that I knew him for myself. Right. Um, so it wasn't until some things, you know, occurred in my life or whatnot that mm-hmm. that's when I decided, okay, yeah, it's time to turn my life over to, to God and whatnot right. and, and walk in his steps and stuff. Um, so that occurred in December of 2011 when I got baptized and whatnot and mm-hmm. just walking in that. And I remember when people would talk to me about Christianity, it was like, um, if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to go to hell. If you do this, this, and that, you're going to go to hell. Don't do this. You're definitely going to go to hell. Like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm, I don't know about this Christianity <laughs> thing. I don't know about this because this just sounds like Is a list of stuff. Me? Yeah, this sounds like <laughs> stuff that I shouldn't be doing, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how to maneuver out of that. So I will say, um, I started to veer away from church a little bit. Like I wasn't going as much, wasn't, you know, reading my Bible and stuff like that. Not saying that I shunned God away or I ran away from him. But for me, it was like, okay, you have everyone telling you what it is that you can't do. Mm -hmm. So what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. What I can do. What it is I can do. Because, I mean, y'all just told me what I can't do. Right. So, like, what in the world? Yeah. So then I, I definitely took that time, though, when I was away from the church, was to learn God for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of just reading my Bible, actually talking with him and actually seeing him having his hand in my life. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I know there is a God. Mm-hmm. And this is the way that I'm going to serve him for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially during the pandemic, um, shelter in place stay at home 
I wasn't really going to church. I was looking at church online. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Should Even <laughs> when we went back into mm-hmm. the church, I it took me the longest time to go back because at this point, I I know God for myself. Mm-hmm. I've explored other options as far as church and listening to different pastors and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I've come up with my own beliefs and my own uh, ideology about Christianity. Mm-hmm. So why would I go back to something that already told me I shouldn't be doing X, Y, Z because I'm going to go to hell, you know? So again, just trying to learn that for myself and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was watching something and Kirk Franklin, he was saying um, how we're taught as Christians, especially from a young age, what Christianity or what Christians shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. That shuns a lot of people away from church. A lot of our current generation is not in church because, oh, yeah. again, you're told what it is you can't do. Most definitely. There's not anyone, especially our elders, telling us, well, to be a good Christian or to be a Christian, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. And this is what this looks like. This yeah. is like model that behavior. Yeah. Um, so when he said that, that, that definitely struck home to me because I'm like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I've been saying for the longest time. Like, even my parents, they'd be like, you need to go to church or if you was in church, you would know X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay, first of all, y'all just start getting back into church yourself. So how you, okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, don't, don't come for me and I'm not going to come for you. <laughs> but yeah, okay. just, just looking at it from that aspect. Mm-hmm. So now when I have those conversations, um, about God and Christianity and things of that nature, or somebody's religious beliefs and things of that nature, mm-hmm. I don't go too deep. And I don't like to judge people on that because I'm like, at one point I was a devout Christian. Like everything the pastor said, yep, yep, uh (laughs) uh-huh, yep. Mm -hmm. But then you take a minute and you reflect on certain things and you're like, okay, maybe that's not all the way true. Mm. Maybe that is. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, this is the pastor of the church. (laughs) He's leading us. So let me kind of abide by, you know, what he's saying, mm-hmm. but then still put my own twist on there and still dig a little bit deeper for myself so I can understand. Mm-hmm. And then I just have that other ideology, like someone can tell you all day long X, Y, and Z. But do you really know that to be for yourself? Right. So that's when you have to study and yeah. things like that. But yeah. I say all that to say that we're so busy as Christians telling people what they can and what they cannot do. Pretty much so what they cannot do. Mm-hmm. That we push a lot of people out of the church because of that. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. I feel that. That's really sad because you have a lot of people be like, you know, <clears throat> no, I don't go to church, but I have my own relationship with, with God. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. But that's still sad because you got all these churches. We need people in the churches, mm-hmm. you know, to show off your gifts and things of that nature. But you can't get people into the church because you've shunned them away. That's all that I'm saying. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Not the TED Talk. The Jazz Talk. (laughs) But yeah. I think that's an age-old issue. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just people feeling like they can't. Or they don't go to church because of mostly the people in the church. Yeah. Like they're not 
not going to church because of God. They're yeah, not going yeah. to church because of the people, you know. And that's just an age old issue. And it's sad. I really hate to see that. I really hate when people are in that position. I understand. Like I would never I would never tell somebody to not go to church because I go to church. Mm-hmm. Again, that's one of those things I'm I'm right. religious about. Yeah. Going to church on Sunday. Um but I mean at the end of the day, like I can see how somebody would be like I don't want to be around this group of people. I don't want to be around these people for X, Y, Z. I get that, yeah. you know? So that's not something that's foreign or, you know, I think a lot of people feel that way. And it's sad that especially young people have been pushed so far away from the church that it does seem to just be a lot of older people in church now, like yeah. <laughs> just older people. You will find some younger people in church. I'm not saying that all younger people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in the church. I go to church. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just don't... I'm like one of the youngest members in my church. But at the same time, I can see where, you know... I mean, it's... That's just an age-old thing. I would say, though, that going to church is a must. Um, I don't think that people understand that... I don't think people really understand the way Christianity was was designed and set up. People like to throw out this. They think they're saying something so profound and something that we, oh, Jesus wasn't a Christian. Duh. How he going to be a Christian? He was born a Jew. (laughs) There was no such thing as Christianity. Um, So what what are you saying that for? Because you want to try to deter people away from Christianity when... It's kind of like, what's your motive and why are you so concerned? And and if anybody out here is really, really paying attention to what's going on, everybody wants to attack Christianity. Yes. Nobody's attacking Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Nobody's attacking the Israelites. Nobody's attacking <clears throat> the Muslims. Everybody wants to attack Christianity. And I'm not even going to sit up here and act like it's okay. <laughs> All of that stuff is in the book. I feel like... Well, let me go back to my original point. I got a little bit of ADHD, so I'm just... I got, like, 8,000 thoughts. But people think they say something so profound when they say Jesus wasn't a Christian. How was he going to be a Christian when he was... He was born to God's chosen people, which were the Jews, um, to come as the light of the world. He was God in the flesh. So, with that being said, I actually heard somebody on yesterday talk about wine, alcohol. Yeah. Um, oh, the first miracle that Jesus performed was to turn water into alcohol. So many times people have been taught, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink, don't drink. Exactly. Exactly. Here's my issue. Why do you feel the need to preach on alcohol so bad? Mm-hmm. Second of all, Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. It was really good wine, too. Like, good wine. And that's in the book. I ain't making it up. It's in the book. It was good wine. And um, nobody talks about the Last Supper. So when, when people want to justify drinking, they talk about his first miracle at the wedding. Oh, well, Jesus turned water into wine. But nobody talks about the Last Supper. At the Last Supper, the disciples passed the cup around because that was his last time. That was his last supper. He was going to be crucified after that. So, when the cup got to Jesus, 
Jesus did not drink of that cup. As a matter of fact, he said, I will not drink of this cup. So my question to people is, and this is just the, the not drinking issue. Yeah. This is just one facet. Who are you trying to be like? Who died for you? The disciples or Jesus? Right. So if you're supposed to be following after Jesus, shouldn't you be modeling your life after what he did as a Christian? That's where the word Christian came from, which is Christ. So I, I get where people get into all this confusion as to what Jesus did and who he is and blah, 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 blah. To me, I'm more so with you when it's just kind of like you got to build your own relationship. Exactly. You, you have to know him for yourself. But you do need to get into a church because that also is set up in the book that you have to assemble yourselves together. We need each other. We are strength mm-hmm. to each other. I can't tell you how difficult it is for me to go. And I am religious about going to church because it's hard for me to go more than a week without being around other Christians. Because when you're around, if you are a Christian, you live your life a certain way. For example, I don't go to bars. I don't go to clubs. I really don't drink. I might have a little bit of wine, but... I don't really do stuff a typical 30-year-old would do. So imagine me out here yeah. living like that amongst people who don't believe the way I believe and who don't. I can't, you know, I can't yeah. go all that time. you got to meet with your people. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get your strength, and that's how the church is set up. The church is set up for us to strengthen each other, not to tear each other down and say what you can't do, what you can't do, what you can't do. Right. And I think that that's just a huge um, miss. I don't know. It's just a misunderstanding, I guess, when it comes to church. And it is, it does get to be that way. Some churches are super religious, which I really don't agree with. I mean, what what's all the religion for? Like, right. <laughs> do. And this whole thing is, you know, come as you are, but as soon as you come as you are. Girl, oh my God. Like, it's like, okay. And then you never really know, like, even if a person, so like, even if a person comes and say they got an alcohol problem they didn't take a bath before they came to church, so they don't look great. Right. There should be nobody in that church looking at that person sideways, mm-hmm. saying anything slick out the side of their mouth, like just not one. Right. And too often that happens. Exactly. And that's what really turns people away. Like, okay, well, you talking about come as I am, but here I am and y'all looking at me sideways. Like, I don't belong here. Or they come to church, but they don't stay long. So they'll come like some Sundays and then boom, you don't see them no more. And then you'll see them again. And... I'm not going to lie, that was my pattern. Like, I was going to church, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what it is. And then something, you know, would just not sit right. <laughs> Please, you know I'm not right. <laughs> something would not sit right with me, so I would definitely take some time away. Like, step back again, mm-hmm. reevaluate, and then come back. But you're right, You, we definitely need to go to church. It's something about going into his house mm-hmm. that just makes the chaos in my life calm down like i'm at to. i'm at peace i feel him and i see him when i'm there mm-hmm. um like a couple of sundays ago when i went to church that was my first time in a minute going to church mm-hmm. and i just felt so much better just felt so clean so free so so light you know um but then i'm not gonna lie you know life gets in the way mm-hmm. i don't go but again i i have my relationship with him. I listen to uh, other churches and whatnot and I attend those, but Mm -hmm. it's just something again about going to your particular church and you get that feeling. Yeah. Because think about it. Excuse me. allergies. But think about it. You, you go, 
you go all week long and we fighting all this mm, stuff all this like stuff. from yes. all these different people right you have to go you have to have a place and a time set aside to go be recharged you right. have to have a place and a time set aside to say let me let go of all of this stuff i've been carrying all week People been looking at me funny. People been talking to me crazy. People been throwing stuff at me. Let me go somewhere where I can really cast these burdens because I can't cast it on another person because they got their own burden. Exactly. And they don't want mine. Mm-hmm. There's only one place you can really cast those burdens. So when you go there and you feel better, you feel rejuvenated, you feel relieved, and I'm hoping that you, you know, you you feel like something was accomplished by you being there. You got to go back. It's It's like... People use the analogy, or I'm going to use the analogy of just just getting drunk. People want to get drunk. You you want to have a good time. You want to feel, you know, you don't want to be worried about the present. You don't yeah. want to be bothered with the present, and you just want to have a good time. Your mind is all over the place. You're not thinking about whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you get sober up. You sober up. Those issues are still there. So you're thinking like, man, I want to do that again. Next weekend, I think I'm going to go to the bar again. That's yeah. how church is supposed to be. It's supposed right. to be the exact same way. It's supposed to be, man, you know, I went to church. I feel great. Like the preacher really gave a good word. I feel encouraged. You know, I feel like somebody hears me. They understand me. They love me. I feel like God was moving. I need to do that again. I need to do that every week. That's the type of thing that I'm religious about because I'm not going to put that energy that trust and that and that devotion into anything that does not serve me exactly god serves well he don't serve me but he he works on my behalf mm-hmm. for anybody who wakes you up every day who gives you breath the breath of life to breathe every morning he he keeps you well he keeps me well in my mind and body he does not allow any harm to come upon me anything that i have he has made a way for me he's always made a way for me <clears throat> he keeps me and my family why would i not want to go back again and 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 do everything I can for this person because as soon as something go wrong oh Jesus <laughs> oh my God as soon as something go wrong when I right. can't call run Jesus please Lord Jesus please yeah. you know why would I not divide? I expect him to be here for me anytime I want him to be here for me but I can't give him a day out of the week and that's that's the way I look at it you yeah. know that's why I'm okay being religious about it my pastor was just talking the other day about how we need to go to church even more than we have to go to church. I agree because any and every time we want him, it could be two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. If something right ain't there. right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he don't have no issue with that. Yeah. He's so omnipotent. He can be everywhere at one time. So he can't, he doesn't have to be like, oh, well, Janelle, I can't come see you because I'm I'm at Jazz house. So when I get done with Jazz by 3.30, he ain't got to do that. Yeah. He can see his angels out. He can be there. You know what I'm saying? So why I can't give him one day out the week, a few hours out the week? I don't want to go sit up at a bar and get mm-hmm. drunk and put all of my burdens, all of my woes in his alcohol. I let that go a long time ago because that that's stupid. It's 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 foolish. And I, I don't mean to offend anybody step on any toes, but I've been there and I feel this. That's stupid. Because once you finish, that stuff is right there. It ain't gone nowhere. When you take stuff to God and you put that stuff on him, he the one that can... It's gone. You know, like it never happened. And you can literally see, okay, well, this makes sense. Let me try that again. Or let me go to him about this situation and see what happens with this. So, for me, it's just that whole thing is I completely understand why people would feel away from the church. And that bothers me. It's sad, but but I also feel like those people don't understand how church is supposed to be set up, how Christianity is supposed to be set up. And you can't really blame them if they, if they don't really have that guidance. 
But, you know, for the churches that do that or, or have that sort of atmosphere, those spirits, I I, I, I really hope they <laughs> get their stuff together because that's not right. You're yeah. supposed to be welcoming with open arms. You're supposed to encourage people to come back, you know, time after time after time. You shouldn't be looking at people sideways. Um, and even when it comes down to just having a preacher, I mean, all of that is laid out in the Bible. You're supposed to you have people... God's a God of order, so you're going to have a preacher, the shepherd of the house, who's going to have that divine connection. And you want to know what, what else the purpose of a preacher is? The purpose of a preacher is not only to teach you, but it's to also cover you and and be that, to be that source to help you get to God and God to you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my pastor can stand up and preach all day long for hours he can read scriptures out of the bible i can read these scriptures myself i mean exactly i can read <laughs> i went to school but when you have a person that's appointed by god because people are chosen mm-hmm. many are called but few are chosen people are chosen and when god chose this person to be the shepherd to be the leader to be the head he's going to work through this person for exactly. you exactly. when i'm not able i just told my pastor this past weekend listen I'm flying. I don't like flying. I'm stressed out about it. He's going to pray for me. He's going to intercede on my behalf because I don't know. You know, when I was on that operation table last year, out cold, didn't know nothing, didn't know if I was alive, didn't know if I was dead, didn't know. He was interceding for me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the purpose of a pastor. That That is a shepherd. That's what a shepherd does. Right. He looks out for you. He watches out for you. When I... When I was uh when I got out of the hospital, I was super sick. Like this man called me every day, every day. I'm talking about one two o'clock in the morning. I'm just called checking. I was praying for you. You know, I was praying for you one o'clock in the morning. I was up praying for you. I'm I'm over here sick. I can't do nothing. But you got somebody interested. That that person is so special. You know. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm gonna believe what he say because God appointed you for me and then you also have to find your right fit sometimes people aren't at the right church or they are at the right location you also have to find Mm -hmm. what works for you something that worked for your parents or that worked for your cousins or that might work for your homegirl probably don't work for you right um preachers like michael todd td jakes it's another like really famous um really famous preacher i mean they they preach good words you know and they have good messages but it's nothing like mine you know this is who God appointed. This is who he assigned to me. And right. he assigned me to him. So, you know, T.D. Jackson, them, they sound good. And they got a word. and they do, But they're not mine. Like, I don't belong to them. He gave me my own. So, I just think that if people had a better understanding of how the church is supposed to be set up, what it's supposed to look like, not just one person that's ahead that tell everybody what to do. Right. Or read scriptures that you can read for yourself. But, you know, it's really a shepherd. Like, he, he he's to cover you. That That's who God deals with for you on your behalf because you just said it sometimes we get busy life get to going life be life in and you be like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it church this week so how can you hear god when you so busy bogged down with life right you can't that's why it's a person assigned to you that can come to you and say jazz <laughs> uh you might want to get in church or jazz you okay they might you know they they're connected. They have a God connection to you. So when you so bogged down by life that you're not even listening to God, because guess what? You ain't talked to him. I'm guilty of it. I ain't talked to him. 
ain't prayed, hadn't read, hadn't did any devotion. So I'm, I'm just busy. I'm all over the place. I'm stressed out. I got anxious. This, those things are not of God. So how can I connect to him when I got all this stuff that I'm dealing with? Right. It takes the man or woman of God that he's appointed to you to say, you know, hey, Jazz, you ain't been to church in three weeks. You okay? You know what you need. I, I need you to come back. You need to, you know, come get your fuel. You want a bus. Right. <laughs> that's where you're supposed to be. You can't keep being out here around people that's not like you or people that don't believe like you, people that don't understand you. And God told me that. People don't understand me. They're not going to understand me. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm different. I'm peculiar. So... I can't just be out around people. That's why I'm religious about church. I can hang out. I can talk to them. You know, I can talk. Hold a conversation. Talk about whatever. But at right. the end of the day, I got to go back to my gas station. <laughs> I got to go get some fuel because these people don't understand me. They will very, 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 very well, whatever, sit up, have a conversation. And when y'all depart, I don't know what that girl was talking about. She's crazy. And you know, I had people tell me I was lying before. You don't drink. You drink. Why you why you don't have sex? You like I literally had people tell me I was lying. Like <laughs> Y'all think everybody on the same it's really people out here who don't not, who not own that, that stuff. Yeah. It's really people out here. So I mean I feel that it's just sad. I hate when people don't really get that experience that God intends for us to get, you know, by just congregating and being amongst people. Um that really love him and, and, and that are like you and they understand you and that feed into you and that fuel, you know, that add that fuel. So that's, right. that's, I, I really hate that. Millennials, we got it tough. I was just talking to my mom yesterday. Mm-hmm. I said, Ma, I said, these older generation, I said, I know you don't want to hear this. I ain't trying to offend you. I said, but we don't have mentors. Like, we don't, we don't have people that's taking us under their wing and just really showing young ladies how to be ladies, young men how to be men. Like, we really don't have that. And I know it's a few, but that's not, you know. Well, especially for, um, let's talk about our our realm of of Christians, Mm -hmm. especially within the church. Oh, yeah. We don't have that. Few. Few. We don't have that. And... That's also really sad to say because, again, when I got baptized and when I was coming into the church and I was going faithfully every Sunday, mm-hmm. there was this one lady in particular who, like, this is this is it for me. Like, yeah. I idolized her. Well, that's probably not the proper word, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> you look up to yeah, yeah, like, she is where it's at. Like, she's always put together. Yeah. She knows the scripture and whatnot. She can recite it to me. She can pray for me, all this and this and that. I can have a conversation with her and I can tell is a non-judgmental right. stance from her, you know, point of view. Right. That's what we need within the church. But again, you don't find that. It's hard to find, let me say that. And I think that if we were just to tweak some of the things that the older generation has taught us or has displayed for us in church, if we can get rid of that. Yeah. And have some of the newer generation come in and mm-hmm. do devotion or do take over the church a little bit. Yeah. I think that we would be headed in a, in the right direction. And it will also garnish some more younger adults or younger kids to come right. inside the church. Because at this time, this That's is what true. we need. We don't have... That's very true. We don't have God in the schools anymore. They took that out a long time ago. They and look be, what has happened. They're going to be begging for him to come back. <laughs> look, <Begging>. look... <laughs> 
And what has happened, you've yeah. taken God out of so much. It's nothing but chaos going on. Yeah. And because of that, you're also trying to take God out of the church a little bit by bringing hatred and other stuff into it, you All know? So just thinking about those type of those type of things, you know, during my time of actually getting to know him for myself. Right. And just seeing what the world is coming to. I don't want anything disturbing. Yeah, I don't want anything that is of this world to be filtered into my body, you know? Mm -hmm. I definitely want to take that time out for myself to continue to build that relationship, but then also making it I'm not gonna say easier, but a little bit more sustainable to go back into the church. Okay. Like I was full full fledged at okay. the beginning of my journey. And, you know, not everybody's perfect. I, I get to understand perfect. that. And <laughs> understand that everything is a learning process. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't want to go back down that road that I was once, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just not in the church and whatnot and just doing my own thing. Not saying that I was out here wilding or whatever, yeah. but Back you just to, weren't going to the gas station. You what? just run around on fumes. <laughs> you weren't going to the gas literally, station. Literally. Literally. On fumes. But, you know. On fumes. Sometimes I go to the gas station, still be on fumes, but for by the end of the week. Burnt out. By the time I go back, I'm looking like I'd have been attacked by three cats. <laughs> <laughs> Toe up from the floor. Again, but it's yeah. so important to like build that relationship, like doing the daily devotions or mm-hmm. reading your Bible or just talking to other like-minded Christians and like you said going to church and 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 you you nailed it when you were talking about just younger people being more involved in the church mm-hmm. because how I mean and this is the thing about Christianity even when I came into it um I didn't want to look 60 like I don't <laughs> Look and act sixty. Yeah, I was very much twenty four. Right. So I'm like, what twenty four year olds at? Like, what, what are we doing? Cause I'm, I don't want to be a sixty year old. Like, right. I want to be a twenty four year old. I just don't want to do what other these other unsafe twenty four year olds doing. So it was just kind of like, you do need that representation. You mm-hmm. you do need that that. Well, yeah, mentorship, companionship. Um, you need those examples. You need those people that can understand what you are dealing with. Because you know what? The Bible says that there's nothing new under the sun. I'm not going to say however. Um, I'm going to say and, comma. Um, as time progresses, they just, things get more intense. Things just get more, Absolutely. you know. So, yeah, we're dealing with the same thing. The generation before us was dealing with, but in a different spectrum. It's just getting so much more intense, yeah. and then things are just even with certain communities. They weren't, they didn't have the influence and the power and the and the and the absolutely attention and the credibility that they have now. So it's kind of like you really got to fight through all of this stuff. Yeah, they fought through it too, but you really have to to fight your way through and mm-hmm. just. Really, because if you're not careful, you will get confused and you will get to a place where you're like, oh, maybe they're right. Like, yeah. I, when I tell you, like, it's, you you got to, you're right. You, you just got to have that representation because it's, they know what you're dealing with. Like, mm-hmm. other millennials know what a millennial is dealing with. Generation X, they don't get it. We a bunch of crybabies and, and we just complain all the time. 
But another millennial knows what a millennial is dealing with. Absolutely. And um, real quick, hopefully. Um, so there's, um, the Bible talks about how each generation gets weaker and wiser. So something that is, is tossed around a lot by older people is, oh yeah, each generation gets weaker. Y'all wiser, but y'all weaker. So I was thinking, you know, okay, this is biblical, but I don't think that, I don't think that it's meant, like, I don't think that people really understand the full context of what that means. Mm -hmm. So to me, because you know, I'm always on level 2,500 in my mm -hmm. mind. Mm -hmm. I feel like to be strong, you have to know that you're going into some stuff or some situations that are going to be tough, unfair, and just unfit. So that's why you have to be strong because you have to be strong and willing to bear this stuff because if you don't, it could kill you. Mm -hmm. And we can, if I need to have an example, I can, but if, if you can follow. But if you don't have to be as strong, you might be weaker because you might be looking at generational curses and you're going, I'm not doing that. I'm not following in that trap. I'm not going down that path. I'm not dealing with these people the way. So that will kind of make you weaker because you don't have to be strong because you're not about to go through this stuff for no reason that y'all went through. That's why y'all hard as bricks. Right. Because y'all went through <laughs> a whole landfill. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like I see this is a minefield. Why am I going to do that for? So that makes me weaker. But it also makes me wiser because I know that there's another way. Mm -hmm. I know that I don't have to go through. Absolutely. You know? yeah. So I'm going to find those innovative ways or those different avenues and things to take. So that could be a positive thing. But they love to throw it at you as a, a negative. Yeah, the Bible says generation get weaker and wiser. Maybe we're weaker because we, we call time out for all this trauma. Yeah. We call time out for y'all sticking around in these abusive marriages and relationships, talking about you don't want to get divorced. Hello. We call time out for that. You know, yeah. we, we don't want to slave away at a job for 50 years, never get a raise, and, and be talked to like cats and dogs. Maybe we don't want to do that. So maybe and we I, think, I'm just going to do entrepreneurship. And I think a lot of that also stems from just looking at things at a surface level yeah the previous generation you know just taking things as well you got to stay at this job okay that's bible you got to do so and so for this amount of time or you can't divorce this man because this is the only man that you know you were meant to be with okay so you take that as bible so look at you creating all of this chaos all this confusion all of this worry all of this whatever just and so now you're trying to pose that on this new generation. That right. does not work for us. I'm telling you, we are well educated. We look at my hair. We are very innovative. We are smart human beings. We know what it is that we want. And we're also fighting all this other bull crap on top, on top of, that. of that. Like, no. So now y'all looking at us crazy as if we don't know what we're doing. If we crazy, if, you know, we're crazy and all this other stuff. But we're getting stuff done on top of that. Millennials are weak, y'all. Yeah. Weak. We weak. It's crazy. You know, like, and I mean, why, why sit, you know, like you said, why sit and go through all of that? Like, why? For what? We don't want to do that. We want a better way of life. Yes, you have to go through trials and tribulations. And yes, you have to go through things to help me. Because you do have to be strong. You do have to have some GERD. You do have to be able to stand up and fight. Because the devil is attacking. He ain't sitting back because you're smart. Because mm -hmm. guess what? He's smart too. So it's not about... You know, just living a, now they call it a soft life. But, you know, at the same time, certain, like you said, 
just things that generations that they put up with, we don't have to. And we kind of know that. Like, we yeah. kind of woke to that. Like, we really ain't got to stay in this marriage. I mean, the Bible does say, you know, adultery or um, abandonment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, holla at you. But, I mean, right. at the same time, like, I don't think I'm going to go to hell if I leave him because he hit me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not staying with yeah. him. Like... Tell no ma'am, sir. No ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I don't yeah. and God correct me if I'm wrong, show me, but I don't think so. I just I just don't feel that way. You know, and I just don't There's I, a lot of stuff that we've got to unlearn. <laughs> but we have to learn at the same time if that makes sense. Right. So Because we also God said he called the old because they're they know the way. Mm-hmm. And he calls the young but called the young because they are strong. So the older generation, you know, they know the way. They they're supposed to be giving us that guidance. They're supposed to be teaching us. They're supposed to be encouraging us. Right. Um, the young people God want us to go out, which you know, we young right now. Hopefully one day we live to be old, but we supposed to go out, we supposed to go get them. We're supposed to be cutting these demons' heads off because we strong. We have the stamina. We we got that gird, you know, mm-hmm. where the older generation they've been there did that. Now they sit back in their wise, the wise teach. Mm-hmm. And I just think that we don't see enough of that. I don't. I don't. And I I really, I really look for mentorship. I tell my mom, like, that's just one of the biggest things for me. I'm always just searching for somebody that can mentor me. Like, I'm always open to learning, 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 learning. Mm-hmm. And then I don't, and, and really that's in every realm. That's in every aspect of my life. Not just spirituality, but, you know, professionally, Absolutely. personally. Yeah. You know, I'm always looking for an older woman, an older black, black, not mixed, I'm always looking for an older black, nappy head, dark skin, brown eyed. I'm always looking for one that's going to teach me something. Do we? Do we? Teach you the way. Oh, the way. (laughs) To teach me the way. I'm always looking for that. Like, I don't even care, but just think of how dope it would be if we had like a bunch of like 40, 50 year olds, like taking a bunch of 20, 30 year olds under their wing and just teaching us just showing us and like you said just being that example because you know then you know 80 percent of what we learn is what we experience and 20 percent is what we are told so you know you can be told to do something time after time after time after time after time but it's only what you experience mm-hmm. what you feel you know what you see that's gonna really really stick so mentorship is huge it's very important but yeah um i really wish that people would understand how Christ designed the church to be, to look, you know, what it's supposed to be set up as, because it's sad that some, and not only millennials, not only young people, there's some older people who just don't go to, like, they just like, I ain't going to no church. Right. For what? Like, I'm not, I mean, you got people that the church hurt. You got people that have been abused by the church. You got people that have just been completely just shredded by the church. Like some people off the street. Them folks not going to church. Like, And that's just sad. That's terrible. It is. What do you do, though? Like, what? how do you get church hurt people? Exactly. What do you do? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Because what even would it take? Yeah, you can host events. Yeah, you can have your family family and friends day at church. You can do all this little stuff. But until they see changed behavior, but that's with anything. You're not going to want to feel amped about going to church or any of that until yeah. you see change behavior. So, again, it's a really a one day at a time event. 
And that's really sad to say, but in this day and age, we definitely need to have church involved in everything that we do. We need God in everything that we do because All the time. look at how the world is becoming. Yeah. I remember there was times at school where you get up, you know, say the Pledge of Allegiance, we'll say a prayer or whatnot, and just things of that nature, that magnitude, and then to sit down and look back on it now, like look at how elementary schools are or middle schools, hell, even the high schools, it's a terrible thing. I would not want my kids to go there if I had children. They started by taking under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Like, really, bro? Really? <laughs> that three-letter word. It's just a... Uh... Just a lot to deal with and a lot to think about. Um, but it's definitely something that needs to be priority, especially in this day and age. For sure. Yeah. So. And on the other side, people do need to learn more accountability. People mm-hmm. do need to learn. You know, I have a big issue. I take issue with people um, considering things judgment when it's not judgment. It's simply the word. I yeah. mean, um, the first commandment, thou shalt, you know, love the Lord thy God with all your heart. Mm-hmm. So if I come tell you, you worshiping false gods or you shouldn't be idolizing false, why are you mad with me? <laughs> that, that's not judgment. That's in the book. Like, people don't have accountability for They don't, some people don't want to hear. They just don't want to hear. They want to have those deaf ears or um, thou shalt not steal. So when I walk up on you and you taking somebody junk and I'm like, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Why are you judging me? No, like I'm not judging you. Right. You should not be doing that. And again, it depends on whatever your religion and whatever your beliefs are. You mm-hmm. can't hold people to standards that they don't recognize and they don't believe in. So if you identify as a Christian, you call yourself a Christian, you support and believe in crystal mores and values, then why do you think I'm judging you when all I'm doing is regurgitating information to you that you should already know because you stand on and believe. And I got into this debate junior year of college in my sociology class. I love sociology. And we were talking about the idea of good versus bad. Mm -hmm. Good Mm -hmm. behavior versus bad behavior. And uh, a guy just wanted to argue us down that, um, for example, good behavior, I'm sorry, bad behavior was stealing or killing. You're not supposed to murder somebody. So I was like, why not? He was like, because it's bad. And I was like, says who? And he's like, everybody knows if you kill somebody, it's bad. You're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that set of morals and beliefs that say, exactly. what guideline are you going by? So you can't say that it's bad if you're not telling me what guidelines you're going by that declares it bad. People don't think that far. I don't know if he was a Christian or not, if he just wanted to be, you know, debate-ish. But I'm just like... If you cannot, if you're going to sit up here and tell me that you don't believe in the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. You don't believe in the Ten Commandments, you don't believe in Christianity, you don't believe in any religion. I want to say he was maybe like atheist or whatever. How in the world do you think that killing is bad then? Right, Who right. told you that killing was bad? This that You are in a realm, when you step away, you step outside of higher being and higher belief, you are in a realm where anything goes. You define your reality. You define good bad real fake and mm-hmm. that is a scary realm to be in i don't yeah. think people realize that's a very scary because it, it there's no abounds no and so that was just my thing is just who said that killing was bad and even i also go into the debate with people who don't believe in god or feel like god is this blah blah, blah. well why does god allow bad things to happen so then i go into this whole thing of what is bad what do you consider bad because the Bible said that your thoughts are not my thoughts. So you consider it bad. You don't know how God looks at it. You don't know what 
just like you know an incident where you know your your best friend may be taken away from you they may be killed mm-hmm. to you that's just like terrible like, darn, why yeah. would you like to happen shoot forget that i'll use my example you might have a whole nigga and, oh, God. you know, he might just out of nowhere leave you for somebody else. And, you know, you looking like, oh, wow. that's bad. That went left. I'm just saying. That's bad, right? You, you feel see, bad. You could have stuck with the best friend example. Death was too heavy. You feel oh, bad. God. You look bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just a bad situation. So it's just an overall bad situation, right. and you thinking for your, you thinking to yourself like, God, why would you allow this to happen to me? Why would you allow me to go through this? It's a learning lesson. But to him, it's not bad. It had to be done. It was necessary. Right. You don't see not, that? He was gonna still stick with that nigga. He was gonna take you down through the dirt. He was gonna have kids. Yeah. And all this other stuff. Then you was not gonna have no edges, and your hair was gonna fall off. Even less edges. You mean even less? Oh God. But Ball. yeah, that's how my edges gonna sound just like that. <laughs> That's how they was going to be sounding. <laughs> so, I mean, God saw all of that. So, he was like, let me go ahead. You know, so it's bad song. to yeah. you. But, you know, so, and that's what I always tell people. Be careful about what you identify as good versus bad. Mm-hmm. Be careful because it might seem bad to you. But it's really, the Bible also says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. So, if it happens... It has to be for your good. So how could it be bad? You know? And I mean, things hurt. It's working together for my good. Things hurt. And they, you know, they just seem all bad. You know, to me, it was just horrible. Just bad. Like, my whole world was in it. I was like, why the heck would you do that? Like, this is just stupid. Why would you lie to me? And then you're going to leave me for... This is my season to be what I But things have to happen. So background music cue the background music <laughs> so sorry I'm just, i love that song <laughs> i'm just saying you know i mean people you got to be careful so if you if you feel like killing is wrong just just be honest about it i'm talking about the background music is not acting right <laughs> not right oh God. that song just does something to me make me fall out every time i hear it in church fall out <laughs> <laughs> I don't jump up and down or anything. I just literally throw my hands and start crying. <laughs> just flop. Seriously, that's when you just feel it. You just can't flop. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've definitely been hit by the Holy Ghost. I jump up and down and do all type of stuff. Really? Yes. Um, there's just there's I've had multiple experiences that I just know God is real. Like, yeah. can't nobody tell me. Like, girl, you talking crazy. You come with Well, he ain't real. You bugging. Like, you straight bugging. You you on drugs. On drugs. Completely on drugs. Jesus will. I like that song. That's a cute song. Who is that? Who opens doors? Somebody Wilson. That I cannot see Jesus will now I gotta look up the song Jesus will whoa okay yeah that was rough there but you know it's okay oh sorry they're just coming to me now you know all these songs kind of rough was it good so yeah I, I think that Spirituality is definitely more important than religion. Religion had you all messed up. 
Spirituality versus versus religion, and you thought popping over here. What? The thought pop go with everything. No, it don't. Anything. No. You can be in a business being like the projections for next month. Uh uh. No, you cannot. (laughs) No, you cannot. No, Miss Baker, that is not. mm -mm. Ma'am, 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 ma'am. Please excuse yourself. Um, I don't know, I really have any closing thoughts. I mean, you know, for those that are not Christian, I would be interested to hear your take on spirituality versus religion. I always like to hear other people, you know. Opinions, their yeah. perspective. And see what they got. Okay. I had a whole thing with some Israelites downtown a couple years ago. It's pretty interesting. You know, they be on the corner preaching. Yeah. Hard. Yeah, I went up to one of them. And what she had said. I was like, so, you know, what you know what y'all talking about? What is it? Because, you know, they be having the, the uh, frayed stuff on. So, I was just like, you know, what is this? What? You know, what's this? <laughs> so, they went on. He's stealing the mic. Like, I ain't got no mic. I'm just talking to him. He's talking to me through the mic. So, everybody hear his conversation to me. So, I'm like, we can't just have a conversation. He's like, why you think I put Boy, give me this mic. Put the mic down, sir. <laughs> sir. But, yeah, that was, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Um, I don't I just walked away feeling confused. Yeah. It's just like, uh. to me, they they made everything about race. The black people are the chosen ones and white people are the devil. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it it was pretty deep. But um, I was like, no, sir, this ain't going to get it for me. This ain't going to get it. But white people were giving him money. He was taking that money. I bet he was. If that ain't hypocritical, I don't know what it is. So I was definitely like, let me get your money. I was just like, Mm-mm. no, ma'am, sir, you need to change your ministry. But anyway, hey, there it is. Maybe I got you. <laughs> okay, thank you guys I for said, tuning hey. into their perspective podcast one more time. Jasmine is over there having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she got going on. This has really definitely been a good topic, though. I will say that. Yeah, but this was great. Everybody's perspectives are welcome. Thoughts, welcome. Yes. Go to church, for real, bro. I'm not playing. If you're scared, go to church. Go to church. I'm scared as heck. I can tell you. The world crazy, You know I'm scared. The world crazy. It is. Go to church, for real. Find somebody. Find one that works for you. As the prophet Kendrick Lamar said, we're going to be all right. Everybody prophet, child. Prophet, prophetess, prophetia, proper puppet. Profit me my check. <laughs> Run me my money, prophet. 
Yeah. Okay, y'all. I'm for real about to close this up because Janae is on a whole other. Why are you trying to take me after you had your stroke? <laughs> but that's the thing. You're always you just, having your outbursts every episode. You just went something. over there and started singing five different songs. You went from Christian songs to. Okay, what's hey, wrong with that? Baby, I don't know what she said right there. <laughs> Baby, I got your money. See? Don't you worry. I said, hey. All over the place. You got to be diverse. Stroked out. See? That's what the church needed, some diversity. The church does not need R&B, please. No. Yes, they do. No, it doesn't. You can turn some... Rhythm R- and blues. You can turn some R&B songs into... The church does not need R&B. Some gospel songs. Like, who can I run to? Who can, who can I run to? To fill this empty space with laughter. Who can I run to when I need love? That song by Music Soul Child. Love, uh-huh. That was originally a gospel song. I know. He changed it from Lord to Love. Love. So it could sell. So many things I've got to tell you. But so I'm afraid I don't know. You don't know if that was really his decision. It could have been the record It wasn't his decision. decision, but he did it. Yeah, you would do it too, especially if you Who would? Somebody. I'm sorry? You would. Janae James? Yeah, Big nah, J. Big J would not. <laughs> Big J. Big J would not. Okay. I'm sold out. I ain't found flake. Sold out for Christ. Sold out. I don't flake. Okay. I ain't perfect, but I don't flake. This is my song. This is what I wrote. This is what it needs to say. If y'all don't like it, we not going to be. And no, y'all can't have my song. Mm-mm. That's how you get folks. They weigh money in your face. Best thing you know, you burn up in hell. Well, y'all, thank you for listening to their perspective podcast. Wow. I'm for real. Oh, God. Oh, God. Y'all, I'm Jasmine, and that's Janae. Check us out each and every Wednesday as we bring you guys new episodes. Check us out next Wednesday with a fresh new topic, but with our perspective. Bye, gang. Bye.